<sighs> hey guys, <laughs> here we are. Instant reaction presented by Knowles 24-7. I am your host for the evening, Trey Roland. I am joined by the analytical wonder, the video breakdown wunderkid, Kevin Little, and Florida State has just lost to Clemson 34-28 to in a game that I will be honest with you, I am... Tr- the instant reaction, word of mouth, stream of consciousness, like talk about how you feel. I'm still trying to actually process this like 20 <laughs> minutes after the game's over because I don't know how to feel. I don't feel particularly as good as the score maybe thinks I should, losing by six points uh, to a top five team. But I don't feel as bad as I really did during the middle of that third quarter where the everything was pushing down upon me. This will be... well. Kevin and I will go through the game. We will break it down as much as we can before we get into the analytics and the, the play-by-play breakdown that we do on the, on the X's and Knowles triple option video breakdown. But, man, this will be a little therapeutic because, I, I Kevin, you're a smarter guy than me, so I'm going to need a foil to figure out how I should feel about this because right now <laughs> I see a lot of people that are feeling good. I see a lot of people that are very mad, and I'm really in the middle trying to figure out how I, I'm dealing with this like maelstrom of emotions. How, how do you feel about what progressed during the during the full game FSU against Clemson? Yeah, so if I if I kind of boil it down to three segments, um, I, I think you were as good as Clemson for two thirds of that game. Um, I think I think if you played those two thirds throughout the whole game, you have a chance to, to beat a really good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that middle third was. Probably the, probably the worst football that I've seen for Florida State play in, in, in a, a hot minute of back to back to back, um, just mistakes. And uh, this is the third week in a row where you're getting uh, out mistaked. You know, you're you're making more mistakes than teams that are are frankly just as good as you. Um, in in Clemson's case, they're a little bit better. Uh, I think I think you're as good as as NC State or Wake Forest, and the advanced analytics seem to support that. But this is three weeks in a row where you haven't won that game, no. Uh, where you've where you've made those mistakes, and it's cost you three straight games. Um, I think that, f- frankly, that's at a, at a certain point that's a trend, right? So, sure. Um, I, I I think you can't you can't sit here and be super mad that Florida state lost to Clemson, but then you look back on previous weeks at missed opportunities. Um, and, and you're sitting here at four and three. And the thing with four and three is you're not out of like, you're not out of the, the eight win projection, which was, which was a considered a good season by, by almost everybody preseason, but it means that you have very little room for error and you're going to have to face teams that, that might be better than what we were expecting preseason. Well, it's interesting because as we've seen, when the talent gets equalized, the margin for error is slim. And the past three weeks, the margin for error has been nil, and Florida State has not answered the challenge yep. in a in a different amount of ways. Wake Forest, it was the offense. Last week, it was just just a just a multitude of things. And this week, it was Jesus. I'm so sorry for saying this. The middle eight. And it was something that was so obvious that ESPN had 800 graphics dedicated to 
the last four minutes of the second quarter and the first four minutes of the third quarter, which Clemson excels in, which which Clemson excels in and Florida State does not. However, you would think knowing that, that there would be some bucking of the trends with some enhanced coaching, but no. And it was it was errors and things that are uncharacteristic Florida state errors. I would say the turnover by Jordan Travis, and then the special teams nightmare of giving that massive return to Will Shipley yep. at the beginning of the third quarter, which set up, I mean, good call to, to Dabo and his staff or whoever calls the plays. I don't really know. And I, I don't want to spend any brain cells thinking about it of that trick play. I mean, you, you, you took advantage of a miscommunication between, between the Florida state secondary, which happened multiple times throughout the night. It got cleaned up, but, the middle of the game is where you lost and you lost for a large portion of the game to Florida state's credit. They did come back and with a better, with a better possession in the red zone where they got stymied uh, the possession where they were doing the two fades to Johnny Wilson, which I think in, I, I can't wait to look at those on the film review. Yeah. I did have some issues with the play calling a little bit tonight, and I think we'll get to it eventually after we talk about our general thoughts of the game. We'll go through it chronologically. To me, those were those were results of ball placement. The ball placement was really poor, and I thought Jordan yeah. Travis had a mixed game. I thought he had a very gutsy game. I thought I thought he really the kid showed a lot of heart. His arm was very inconsistent, but man, his legs were the best they've looked all night, and they had to be because he was under duress the entire night. Florida State had a game plan, especially at the beginning, where they were able to run the ball in Clemson. They were the yep. most successful running team on Clemson, I think, of the entire year. And that was almost that was almost accomplished by the first half. So it was a game of unexpected, of unexpected outcomes. But man, that middle, that middle portion of the game is where you lost it. And credit to you for trying to be able to fight back and get your way into it and give yourself a chance to win, which you did do in the final two minutes of the game. It's just, as you said, Kevin, it's not enough. The margin for error against these equally talented or better talented teams like Clemson is so little. Yeah. And now what you've done in squandering, especially an opportunity to win on the road against NC State, is you've decreased the margin for error on this back half, these final five games. Now, the talent level of these final five is not what they were of the first seven. But now you've got to win four. You got to yeah. win four or five to get people the season that they really want to have. You can't drop. You can't drop. You can't drop one. No, there's no mental mistakes, man, and it's tough. And you've got you've got two rivalry games on the back half of the schedule, which I believe that you're you're better than the two rival teams, Miami and Florida. You have to face. However, they're rivalry games. Emotions are high. Stuff gets crazy. You've just you've created a tougher job for yourself. Then I yep. feel that you, then I feel that was necessary. And unfortunately that's kind of the story of Mike Norvell's tenure a little bit, right? Like he, so far, that's he, the way it's looking. You, this is it, supposed to be win small. You're, you're, you haven't won small outside of LSU and Louisville. What now, now it's starting to, you can make the argument. You'll, you'll won small twice. Maybe this is the win small year. Well, now you're, now you've lost small three times. So like, these these are the best three opponents you're going to face all season, frankly. Um, uh, sure, and they're all clustered week to week to week, no break. That's fine. However, it is college football. You're better talented wise than pretty much all those teams on this back half of the schedule. But to win them all, yep, 
with a team that's shown a knack for losing itself in highly situational football, it's a tough ask, but now that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do to kind of secure the future of like Mike, Mike Norvell. You've got to secure the future of that recruiting class and, and building the foundation of some very impressive future recruiting classes. So let's go through it sequentially. Let's go yeah. through it chronologically. Let's start at the beginning of the game. Kevin, what did you think of Mike Norvell's, Initial offensive game plan. I was, I thought those first two drives were very impressive and looked so much different than what we've seen in the preceding two weeks. Yeah. So Florida State came out, ran a lot of screens, uh, trying to get Clemson to kind of move side to side. Clemson played a fair amount of, of zone. Um, so you just kind of got underneath that zone. You got to move the ball downfield. Uh, you started getting those linebackers' eyes moving in, in different directions. Then you hit them with some outside zones. That was the primary run play. Uh, Florida State went to this game, and uh, it was fairly successful in the first half. You were able to break off some big runs, um, and, the, and the offense looked good. Uh, you hit the throws you needed to hit. And honestly, I'd be curious to see what the stats say on this, uh, but I won't have those till later this week. I, I think on screen passes, I, you're fairly successful all day. They were they were wanting to sit in the like cover four, wanting to sit uh, kind of – have their safeties and corners back. You were able to hit it underneath and kind of move the football. I thought the game plan was really, was really solid in the first half. Um, yeah. Really. It changed when you started making mistakes. Um, the, the defense, I thought early on the defense was kind of doing what it could. You weren't getting as much pass rushes as, as you would have liked to see. And that meant that DJ had a little bit more time to, to, to kind of pick you apart. And DJ hats off to him, had a fantastic game. He made a few throws, uh, that one on a third and a long early in the game, the back shoulder throw to, I think, and got a beautiful throw. It doesn't yeah. get any better than that. So, um, hats off to him. He played a great game, uh, defensively, I, with what you have. So what was happening was three was having a really rough game. Um, I don't want to single one person out, but uh, he missed the sack. That was the tone setter, right? The the poor angle on the sack where it was just such an awkwardly broken play. And I think obviously, in my opinion, we'll see when we go through the film review. Nickel is an area where teams are targeting Florida State. It really is because Kevin had a tough game, but. (laughs) <laughs> it's been it's been a rough story all season yeah i i, I know his <laughs> i know his name is, is kevin Knowles. i'm just i'm not trying to besmirch a specific kid necessarily uh and so they, they kind of knew that they were they went to that little screen pass a lot on the third and shorts and they were being pretty successful just getting the ball out uh, on the edge because just your nickel wasn't setting the edge and uh so that that enabled them to keep the the chains moving um yeah, so the the defense, I thought made early on made Clemson work for the yardage, but after a while they just kind of got worn down, um, and you didn't give DJ enough looks to really fluster him. And I think no. that, I think when you play man man defense all the time every game, uh, it it makes the life a little bit easier on the quarterback. Um, so, yeah, and then then you then you made mistakes. So you, you're playing a team that's better than you, and you made a bunch of mistakes, and they capitalized, and and you didn't. Frankly, Clemson, it's it's been a pretty 
remarkable spell of Wake Forest, NC State, and Clemson really not making many mistakes at all through three straight games. Um, and so uh, at what point is that bad luck? At what point is that coaching? Who do you point to for these mistakes? Um, and that's, I guess that's the big question moving forward. Because um, these mistakes can lose you games you're supposed to win. And so uh, the, these are these are things that you need to keep an eye on. You can't you can't fumble the ball with two minutes left in the in the second quarter. Like it's it's just a. There just seemed to be something to where opposing offensive coordinators, the miscommunication between, with how talented Clemson's wide receivers are, the guys that really killed us were the running backs and the tight ends. So a lot of that is a function of the communication between the cornerbacks and the linebackers, right? Like who's passing off who in the in-breaking routes. It was something that was mm, the bunch, the bunch set. There was something I I, I kind of thought Clemson could actually use that a little bit more based on how successful NC State was with it. But anything that involves extended communication between the second and the third level, Florida State has shown. Florida State has shown a a weakness in, and Florida and Clemson took advantage of that multiple times. I, I thought that it was a pretty good game plan from Clemson as far as like getting their running backs involved out of the backfield, but mostly their tight ends. I thought their tight ends were very impactful, especially the way that Clemson used them. So we get to fourteen to fourteen, right? And it, it there is something to be said for Florida State's early game game plan. It will get lost in the in the suck fest yeah. that was that middle. But that second touchdown that Florida State scored, 15 plays, 93 yards yeah. against an objectively elite Clemson defense, which has been their healthiest that they've ever been all year. Yeah, you, you got full force Clemson tonight. and You got full force Clemson. You saw it with Miles Murphy. You saw it with Brian Bersie. You saw it with KJ Henry. And Florida State still ran for over 200 yards. Unfortunately they did such a poor job in the middle of the game where they couldn't rely upon the type of game plan that they set up for themselves. They couldn't, they couldn't run as probably as much as they wanted to due to their own factors. But yeah, Kevin, it was, it was the best version of the Clemson of the 2022 Clemson team. I I feel like they played their best game as an entire team against us. Yeah, no, I, and before we get too far, I kind of want to call this out because this, this is actually pretty funny. Uh, if you're going to criticize Norvell, know that he coached in the American Athletic Conference, not the Conference USA. Um, or the Confidence USA, which is a fun YouTube <laughs> comment to have. However, uh, just, close yeah, enough, I'm sure funny. it was just a typo. Um, yeah. yeah a com- I often get confidence mixed up with American. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the, the the play calling isn't isn't the problem here um, on the offensive side of the ball. In my opinion, uh, you're free to have a different opinion. Uh, The problem is you fumbled the ball at the, at the end of the second half, there was a a costly fumble. There was Trey Benson eating dirt on nothing. There was a drop drop ball by Johnny Wilson and all three of those hurt you. And you know what? Clemson didn't make any of those mistakes. Clemson didn't drop a ball. They might've dropped one or two passes all night. They they didn't fall down in the middle of green grass. They no. that DJ honestly DJ played a better game than Jordan Travis. He made the throws he was supposed to make, um, and you were able to move the football on a really good Clemson team. Uh, I do want to address the the fourth down uh, 
Yeah, what do you down. think of that? What do you think of that play call? Because I don't mind the decision to go for it on fourth. There's only so many red zone trips you're going to get against this Clemson defense. They've they've limited every other team they've played to so many. Florida State got way more than pretty much every other team I think they've played up to this point, minus like Wake Forest. So I understand you need the points, you need the touchdowns, you're the underdog. So I don't mind the decision to go for it there. I actually applaud it. Now you're talking about the fourth and two, the, the corner route. Yes. To I, I, I am talking about that. So I don't, yeah. the decision itself, I'm in total agreement with the play call because I do hesitate to get on the play calling <laughs> criticism train because I am just a garden variety idiot. Uh, understood. However, sure. with the multitude of things that you were doing that were working and in a, in a twist, the effective situational running you were able to do on third and short, fourth and short, especially with Jordan Travis making the dedicated decision to use his legs all night long. What did you think of that fourth and two uh, of that fourth and two play call? Okay. So let me, um, and I think let me kind of look up some two. stats because I, I want to make sure that I, that I have this before I start making any of sort of keep claim. it buttoned up. Absolutely. Um, did you like while you're looking up the stats? Did you like the decision to go for it there? Uh, I did like the decision. I think you have to be aggressive when you're playing a, a top ten football team. Um, top five, absolutely right. It, a top five football team that's defensively based. Like you're in the red zone. Like how many more times are you going to get there? Right. Um, so I'm having a little bit of trouble here. So the the bottom line is just based off intuition, Florida State's not able to run the football on teams when they know it's coming. Uh, Florida That's State's true. able to run on early downs, get these chunk runs, improve, get the yards per per rush up. But when teams know Florida State's going to run and they're they're loading the box, especially a team like Clemson, Florida State has not been successful at getting those fourth and twos, third and twos. Um, so uh, the question is, I, I, I think that they threw the ball because they thought that Jordan Travis is the best player on the field and they didn't trust their offensive line to get a push against Clemson's defensive line when they know what's coming. So um, I thought it was a good play call. Uh, Clemson was playing a lot of cover six, uh, which means one side of the field is going to be cover two, which means that corner was actually squatting on the short route to Pittman. So a lot of people saying Pittman was open. Um, he might've been, you might've been able to get it to him. That corner had was playing, was playing Pittman, but he had his eyes on the corner route behind him. Um, so it was a really good play by, by Clemson's cornerback. And I think the frustrating thing is, yeah, that's not a, that's not a play call that you're stoked about. Cause you know, you are running the ball fairly effectively, but, I, I think within the context of how your offense works, I don't I don't know if you can re consistently rely on getting that fourth down push against Clemson. And I thought their corner made a great play. Johnny Wilson, if we had the all twenty two, Johnny Johnny Wilson was over with a was open with a good ball. I think right. JT threw it a little bit short. I thought the corner made a good play. Maybe JT made the wrong read. We'll have to go back and watch that. But um. Yeah, yeah, it was a great play by the, by Clemson's corner. I think, I think that's a frustrating thing. Clemson made plays and Florida State didn't. Clemson made catches and Florida State didn't. Uh, 
not for not defending the head coach. I think there's a lot of things that would have helped. I, I think making, they eventually made a change at nickel and I think that helped out. Uh, but what again, was that it, change? So, uh, Kevin Knowles is, is more of a coverage corner, right? He's more of a, he's a smaller guy that's playing nickel. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just a little bit harder for him to kind of defend these screens and kind of body up. And, uh, his job is to, you know, turn the, turn the runner back inside where he's got help from those linebackers. Uh, at a certain point in the second half, they, um, they kind of took him out of the game and played more of a heavy nickel, uh, where they moved, uh, either Shaheen Brown or, uh, Jamie Robinson's who are both, who are both safeties who are more physical players, mm -hmm. uh, down to that nickel nickel roll. And it, uh, they were able to get a few key stops on, on those screen passes. So, uh, they made the change. I would have liked to see them make that change a lot earlier. Um, and so, yeah, the, the questions, the questions with the, the coaching and, and the play calls are there. And once, once they become themes and you start to see them every week, that's when you can start questioning them as, as a whole. But, uh, you know, I, I thought, I thought Clemson was the more talented team tonight and, uh, really, I think the story of this is, isn't necessarily that you lost to a, a, a top 10 Clemson team. It's that you, you weren't able to pull one off against the other two. That's fair. So uh, the middle of the game, and I get exactly what you're saying, Kevin. So you were, were there any coaching questions tonight that you thought were a little bit questionable? Like anything situation it, it's tough because we're not going to know until you you and i and adam watch the film on monday right execution versus calling it, it's tough to know especially in the heat of the moment yeah i think were there were there anything that stuck out to you though that seemed rather peculiar um i think early on in the second half it felt like you got a little complacent feeling like you could run the ball on, on Clemson. Mm -hmm. uh, they started shooting gaps and kind of blowing up that outside zone. Um, you kind of went away from the screen game for a minute. And then once you went back a few, few drives later, they started moving the ball again. Um, yeah, I guess you can argue the fake punt was, wasn't a great call, but that's just cause it didn't work. What do you, what do you think about <laughs> that? No, no. What do you think about that? Because there is, there is the conundrum of coaching to win a game versus a lot of coaches will they'll coach to like couch the blowout, right? Like at that point, there was a really legitimate shot that Florida State could lose by like three or four touchdowns, right? Yeah. So I, I understand if you look at the analytics, the fake punt is you're trying to win the game. Do you feel like it was that dire of a situation to where you needed to fake the punt in that situation? to try and win the game or do you feel like it was a distrust in, in the defense that he had? Because up to that point, Clemson had been getting whatever they wanted. And it was a heavy dose of Shipley. It was a heavy dose of Mafa, and it was a heavy dose of very awkward DJ. We <laughs> runs where he was like, he yeah. looked very slow, but the guy's massive. So he'll just like everybody just falls forward, forward over that yell. Yeah. yeah God, man. Oh, I could, I could asphyxiate myself watching any more of those runs. But what what do you think of that? Because I don't know going back that that was the right thing to do. I, I don't know. What do you think of the fake punt? 
Just the decision itself, the execution, that's something that you are going yeah, to break down. What do you think of what, yeah, um, the execution did not look good, but what do you think of the decision to actually go for it at that point in time? Yeah, that's a hard question. I think I got a completely different, I was, I was at the stadium. I was, I was in the, the crowd. I think I got a mm-hmm. completely different perspective than uh, you probably did at home. I uh, did sitting on my couch, just, just <laughs> drowning myself in sorrow. He, uh, there was no momentum. Um, it felt like it felt like both sides of the ball had nothing going for them. Um, and it it honestly looked like you were you're probably gonna get blown out if you didn't take a dramatic step. Um, it, it felt like the 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 fake pump was almost for an infusion of energy and whether or not like that's that's such a soft factor. So I, I don't know if I agree with, with the call, it felt like a soft factor call. Like the mm-hmm. numbers don't say to do this, but but you were there. So you were there in the energy. It is different from watching it from my couch. Unfortunately, it was such a low energy series of events that it was palpable. Even for me on my couch in Iowa, was like, I was just like, Oh my God. Like, I feel like that, that girl from the anti-drug commercial is just like sunk into the couch and it's like all the air has been drained out of her with a bike pump. That's how I felt. So I can't imagine how it was like in the stadium. So it is your Mike Norvell is calling games from that environment. Yeah. It was a low energy environment. Yeah. Oh, completely dead by that point. So trying um, to ar- almost like artificially infuse some energy into the crowd, which was, I mean, you were there at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the game. How was the energy in the crowd? It seemed like it was very electric. Yeah, it was electric at the beginning. Um, lost a lot of, Lost a lot of energy at half, uh, you know, for obvious Understandably reasons. Understandably so. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I think analytically we're going to go back and we're going to laugh at that decision and, and think it was a bad decision. Um, and I, I think I can agree with that. I can get on I can get on board either way. I think I think it was. I, yeah, I think it was a soft factor decision. Uh, I don't I don't know how to feel about that. You know, he, he, I think he was trying to show that his kids. That he trusted them to do something or wanted wanted someone to have some energy and you know, there's probably better ways to do that. But, uh, um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I think you had already lost the game by that point. I think you lost the game when, you know, Clemson scored 17 Oh, in a, you know, six minute period. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Throughout the game, what do you think was the biggest factor in Florida State getting back into the game? Do you think it was Clemson playing to the scoreboard? Did you see anything from the stands of Florida State doing anything different defensively or offensively? Like what allowed Florida State to claw back into that game? And they were it was a one possession game. Yep. And with better with better execution in the red zone before, like it could have been a really different game. Yeah, it it could have. What changed in the second half? Was it Clemson playing to the situation and kind of like letting their energy level down? Or what do you think that was? Because Florida State really quietly snuck back into that game. You know, I think it was I think it would be a little foolish to not feel like Clemson was trying to kind of run the clock out and they got a little bit more conservative. Now, Dabo Uh, did go for it on fourth down and they were airing the ball out a little bit. So I don't know that they were not coaching. In my opinion, I don't think they were coaching for the elongated run the clock out victory, even though I think Clemson executed that way. Does that make sense a little bit? Because I think Dabo yeah. is kind of going for the throat a little bit on multiple occasions. 
Well, I th- I think where you can make the argument either way is Clemson wasn't not trying to be successful in the run game, and Florida State did a fairly good job of of stuffing them several times in the second half, which they weren't able to do in the first half. So um, I, I think they got a little bit more aggressive. I think they put bigger personnel in there. I, I'd be interested to see uh, to go back and see that. But um, yeah, I, I think I think he went back to a little bit of what was successful on offense and on defense. I think you, you kind of got bigger. You kind of knew that they were going to be running the ball a little bit more often and you were a little bit less worried about the big play and, and you got a little bit more aggressive. Do you feel 34 to 28 before we move on? Cause I want to go forward looking, maybe we'll even answer some questions in the chat. Do you feel that there are some things that Florida state was doing that are repeatable as the season goes on. Like, what did you like that they did in the second half? Do you think are repeatable? What are some things like, what What are your final takeaways from this game based on what you saw Florida state matching up against the top five team that is clicking on all cylinders as healthy as they've been the entire season. What are some things that you saw Florida state do and fail to do? that they need to work on for the back half of the season? Like who needs to be incorporated more? What were some positive? What were some negatives before we get to like questions in the chat? You know, really, I don't think that the end of the game was much different from the beginning of the game. Um, I think Florida state got some key stops on third downs um, in the, in the last quarter that, that really helped them out uh, that mm-hmm. they didn't get in the first half, but they were forcing third downs in, in the first half, just, just not stopping. Um, that was fell and, forward, man. That's I, I. I don't know. I don't know what to do about that because that is tough. Like when you see like a a running back screen or a wide receiver screen on a third and four, and you have the guy stopped at a two yard line and they fall forward. I, what is that? What What do you do to combat that? Because that happens to FSU so often. Yeah, that's. I don't. You get you get guys that that are bigger, better, and stronger and faster. You know that's that's the answer, right? So it's a good question. Nothing we can do at this time. I other than there there were some things where I feel like we gave away some free like third and eight, third and nines on the the communication issues with the running back and that that cor- that cornerback to linebacker exchange I still think is very disjointed. What did you think yeah. before you before you get to that? What do you, what did you think about the communication in the secondary? Cuz I thought that was off all night and Clemson took advantage of it a lot. So um, I got a, I got a pretty good angle and I, I'm watching the secondary a lot when I'm at the games, uh, cause I know you won't be able to see it on the, on the television. Thank you, um, Kevin. You're doing a, doing a public <laughs> service. Uh, yeah, there were a few, there were a few busts mostly centered around, uh, AZ Thomas, uh, who's, who's a freshman. Uh, True freshman. so we saw on the NC state game last, last week that he missed a couple of what are called under, under calls. Um, so an under call when, in, in certain defenses, if the def- the receiver releases underneath, you say under, 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 the linebacker takes them, and you take whoever comes outside. Um, he missed a couple of those. Uh, they got a key touch. They got a touchdown off of it uh, early in the in the first half. Uh, but for the most, outside of that, I, I don't remember any specific miscommunications. I know uh, Kevin Knowles got kind of just moss not moss but just just got beat uh mm-hmm. out of a bunch formation um but he was there he was ready to cover it it wasn't a coverage bust he just was beat and so i think uh yeah i, I think your dbs 
got beat up a little bit, and that's going to happen uh, because uh, the defensive coordinator played a more aggressive game. He he blitzed the safeties. He was he was fairly aggressive, and um, you saw why he hasn't been much this season several times. And it was what we all wanted to. We've all we've all <laughs> criticized. Like I I do. I do feel for Adam Fuller in some extent because we've asked for the aggressive, we've asked for to limit the explosive plays. And it's almost like no matter what I try to do, the personnel isn't there yet enough to that's adequate to make it, to make the defense that he wants that we all want. So I, I did like the way that he called the game. I still think that there were some, some technique and communication issues in the secondary that, I'd like to see cleaned up, but I, I guess that's neither here nor there. How, how do you feel? Like, let, let's talk about the totality of this game, Kevin. How do you feel personally? Because I don't know how to feel. I still don't. I, I, I feel, I feel way more positive than I thought I would if you would have pulled me in the first five minutes of the third quarter. But I don't feel like I should if you told me on Friday that hey, you're going to lose to Clemson thirty-four to twenty-eight. And you're going to have a shot with an onside kick to to go down and beat them. Yeah, it it didn't it didn't um, feel like that game. It really didn't. So I, I, yeah. I I don't know how to feel. <laughs> you tell me how to feel, and let's focus on the this back half, these final seven, these final five games of the season. What 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 we need to focus on, especially with the bye week coming up. Yeah, I think that's going to really define this team. Um, so hey, I don't I don't think there is a way to feel i think right now you can kind of feel like this is a balancing point for the for the program kind of going forward um because mm-hmm. we can sit here and we can make excuses why you lost to three ranked teams in a row um that's 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 a brutal schedule uh but the 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 thing moving forward is you're not going to be facing ranked teams moving forward right now syracuse is the only team that's ranked and Minus the mighty orange <laughs> uh and so you you need to win those games. Uh, end of story. Florida State has improved. They are a better team. But unless you prove that on the win-loss column, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, no one's going to be like, hey, look, Florida State improved in the SB+. Don't you feel better about yourself? We will, but we're disgusting nerds. Yeah, we, nobody yeah, else will. That's true. Like, it, it, it depends. Like you have to, it has to be a visible enough improvement to where the recruits see it. It's not so much you and I, the analysts or the fans, which is nice. The booster donors it's, is it enough visible improvement for the recruits to see it? And I think the proof will be in the pudding. How, how positive was this game result? We'll see how the, we'll see how the recruiting <laughs> results go. Cause there was a whole pile of like recruits there and go to Knowles 27, Knowles 24, com subscribe best website in the biz no doubt to see what happens afterwards because it's one thing how you and i take the game it's one thing how the general fan base takes the game but how did the triple digit recruits that were there take the game that that's what really matters so how is it going to be received by the recruits is it close enough to where you can sell the recruit on you're the missing piece, Hakeem Williams. You're the missing piece, Blake Nicholson. You're the missing piece. I don't know. I think that remains to be seen. So I, to me, you're right, Kevin. We're on a razor's edge. 
how it's going to go. These last five games are going to mean a lot, in my opinion. And it just, it, it was a lot of attainable opportunities that unfortunately were squandered. So with that being said, is there anything else you want to say? Are there some interesting questions in the chat that you want to get to? Or do you just want to pull the ripcord and just marinate on this? Yeah, I think I think I want to spend a second kind of talking about the schedule. Uh, people are asking if Syracuse is kind of like worth the hype. They're not uh, as good as they look tonight. I mean, like Devin Leary was out the entire game, so I, that, that definitely yeah. shades it. But they're... They're way better than we thought when we were doing our preseason win shares. I can tell you that it's 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 yeah. not it's it's not a gimme. They're good enough, man. They've they've got they've got a, a decent quarterback. They've got in what what in my opinion a pretty elite offensive coordinator that they stole from Virginia. Um, mm. I think that they've got decent cornerbacks. They've got a decent secondary. Uh, and they're gonna they're probably the best team you have left on the schedule. Um Ooh, I agree, but it, it sounds weird saying that with like Florida and Miami left well, on the my, schedule, but if Miami beats this team, then um, um You're yeah. done. That that's it. Like <laughs> that's where Kevin Little packs it in, right? If Miami gets a W over Florida State this year. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> yeah, I uh yeah. Um yeah, I have very, very low opinion of that uh, Miami football team uh, currently. So that would that would be a pretty pretty bad loss for for Florida State. That's uh, a good teaser for Miami Week. I implore you all to be tuned in as much as you can. Subscribe to everything. Notifications on for Miami Week. Yeah. So uh, Syracuse is pretty good. Florida's pretty good. Georgia Tech is improving. Um, <laughs> now that they fired their head coach, uh, they don't have that anchor dragging them down. Um, <laughs> That's so true. The Jeff Collins negative coaching factor. And I think the the big unfortunate thing for Florida State and where you're going to have to prove it is all the teams that uh, you're better than have have scrambling quarterbacks. So you've got to face Schrader at, at um, Syracuse. Syracuse. You've got to face Richardson at Florida. You've got to face uh, Jeff Sims, Jeff at, Georgia Sims at Georgia Tech. You will so, always be motivated to play Florida State. So you've got to prove that you can uh, play well against uh, a scrambling quarterback. I haven't watched enough Louisiana uh, this year. Uh, unfortunately for them, it seemed like Napier kind of gutted them on the way out. Um, so th that that probably bodes okay for Florida State. Uh, but again, you've got to see how this team how this team responds to to teams it, it should be able to win. And yeah, uh, Blake Blake Miller said wheels are falling off and. Uh, from a, I don't know from, if I necessarily agree with that. I, yeah. I don't. I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I don't think that that's a um a crazy reaction to have at this point because you you started off four and zero and you lost the past three. I just you played a lot of teams that were equal or better to you in talent, and you made a lot of mistakes. Now, however, if the mistakes continue to pile on and if it's a negative feedback loop and if Florida State, they do have a week to regroup and get healthy, if they can't take advantage of that, there is a possibility of a, of a oh, yeah, okay, never mind. <laughs> that they are says, falling I off mean Miami. for Miami. You know what, Blake? <laughs> Disregard everything that I just said. Yes, let's get it. <laughs> but no, I think that is... It, it's interesting to look at the psyche of a team that's learning how to win 
you started off 4-0. Expectations got ramped up. And I'm talking about Florida State now. Expectations got ramped up. You've never had to deal with this in a long time. And now you're 0-3 on the bye week. Yep. How does this team respond? I can tell you getting uh, love it love it back in a couple of weeks uh, will be really, really huge for this defensive line. Oh, uh, God. If, if they do. If they do. Because the edges I thought have played, especially Derek McClendon. I thought he had a nice game. And Jared Verse... His power game is so much more than I expected it to be. It would be nice to complement that with some disruption in the interior. But yeah, man, we'll we'll see. We'll we'll see. I you've you've set yourself up <laughs> with a back half of the season where you can't screw up, and they've screwed up in these past three games. Yeah. So. Uh... This is this is kind of the sentiment that's gonna kind of go around on the people that that are against Mike Norvell. It's Mike Norvell made mistakes. These team, his team is making a lot of mistakes, and that's true. You've you've lost these past three games not because you've been out talented, not because you've necessarily been outplayed, but because you've made more mistakes. And um, yeah, so that that's a big question moving forward. Um. Do they do they clean up these mistakes? Are they able to play mistake free football? Because you can tell these teams that are top twenty five teams, these Clemson's, these Wake Forests, they they don't make many mistakes. That's what it takes to win college football. Um, so yeah, I I don't I don't know if I've I've much more to say because I I just think that this is one of those games that's so just so frustrating because again. You win the yards per play battle. <laughs> you this... win the total yardage battle. You win almost every statistical measure battle that's that's on the docket, and you don't win. And it's because the better, more talented team was also more poised than you in the situations that mattered. Yep. And so, yeah. That's, that's all some... there is to it. Something to watch going forward. <laughs> and we will. We will be with you every step of the way to watch how it is going forward. We have a bye week. There is a, there's multiple fun ideas that we have, like of covering the bye week coming out of how we're going to cover it. However, how will Florida state respond? The quality of opponent is different than what we thought it'd be preseason. So we will see how Florida state comes out firing after a bye week from now, but the pieces are there. They've just got to be in synergy for four quarters enough. And <laughs> yep. this back half is going to tell a lot about not just Florida State's 2022 season, duh, but on the total trage- trajectory of the Mike Norvell era. Yeah. You got to have you, enough. You got to have enough to sell the recruits. Can you turn the optics that you're improving into wins in the win loss column? Because that's what people are going to look at. The team fights. That's done. That's established. That is retcon. We know they fight. Yep. They need to fight and win. On the second <laughs> half, fight and win. First half, fight unquestioned. No problem. Second half, fight and please win. Because these are way these are way more fun to do when it's a fight and a W. I'll just let you know that from a yeah, making they, a sausage standpoint. We're doing our best, but god dang, guys. Like it's way more fun when it's a dub and a fight. If but they were able it, to pull this off, this would be a really fun podcast. And they were 
They were far away and they were close. Anyway, it's weird. I'm sure it'll be rehashed over the entire week of Knowles 24-7 coverage. But, Kevin, do you have anything else to say on the subject before we just get out of here and everybody go to bed? Go to bed and just, I don't know, eat some late-night Doritos and treat yourself. You, you put yourself through the emotional grinder tonight, boys. Yeah, I would, I would echo that sentiment. Uh, stay off the message boards too much. Get some sleep. Uh, Florida State football will be here tomorrow. Um, and, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't overreact or underreact at these last three games. You played some really good teams and you lost, you've probably played a top 10 schedule up, up, up to this point in the country. Um, and you know, uh, the, you, the bread is made at the end of the end of the season. You finish this with three or three or four wins and, and no one's remembering this game. React appropriately. Eat some Doritos, catch some Z's, and we will see you next week during the bye week. Keep chopping on. We love you guys.